Happy Easter, everybody. So um, I'm very pleased to have some guest singers up here with me today, which is uh, really wonderful. We have Elia Ottersmith, Pauline Labar Shelton, and Tanya Hopkins. And we're going to do a version of a song called Rise Up um, that was written by Cassandra Batty and Jennifer DeSilvio, but um, if you've heard the song, you've probably heard it by a woman named Andra Day. <coughs> You're broken down and tired Living life on a merry-go-round mm -hmm. And you can't find the fighter But I see it in you So we're gonna walk it out Yeah, we're gonna walk it out Ooh. Oh, we're gonna move mountains Yeah, we're gonna rise up I'll rise like the day And I'll rise up I'll rise unafraid Yeah, we'll rise up And do it again times again and rise up high like the waves rise up in spite of the ache I'm gonna rise up do it a thousand times again
rise in body or spirit for the call to worship. All you can do is walk into Jerusalem with the hosannas ringing in your ears and the palms coming at you in every direction. And if you're already remembering the bitter of what comes next, even then, what you have is the moving forward in the city and the call that says, you've been preparing for this your whole life. That every good thing will come undone does not make it all make-believe. And when the world turns upside down, and lovers become strangers, and thieves and betrayers turn out to be the beloved beside you in the dark, even when the palms turn to passion, even then you can still throw your arms open wide and turn forgiveness over and over on your tongue until it just falls out. And you find yourself empty for just a moment until the breath begins again, the rise, the fall, and the next morning comes, gloriously steady with life. Please join us in singing now the green blade riseth, song number 266.
Please be seated. Good morning. Welcome to First Unitarian. Whether this is your first time, your second time, or if you've been a member of this congregation for a long time, whether you're here in person in the uh, sanctuary here or across the way in the family room, or down the hall in the social hall, we welcome you to our celebration and worship this morning, this Easter morning. Let's take a moment to look around at the members of this beautiful congregation. Notice the people near you. Or far away, take a look a little further away. <laughs> Way over there. <laughs> it's good to be together. This may be a place of stillness, but while we are here together, it is never a place of total silence. And we wouldn't want it to be, would we? We love all the little sounds that remind us that this is a living, multi-generational congregation. And speaking of multiple generations, we have something for the little ones down here in front. It is a new playground. that's right, playground with an R. And as some young people have already discovered, there are toys here and a soft rug to hang out on during the service. But if that's not your vibe, we still have the activity table in the back if that's more your speed, and the family room across the way with toys and a live feed of the service. So if you really want to cut loose but yet hear the service, you can see it too. We bring our whole selves to this moment mind, body, and spirit, our whole selves, love for who we are. Come, let us worship together. Easter. Did you want to take off your mask? Uh, I'm always <laughs> forgetting to take off my mask. And then I leave it up here and I have to get another one. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Easter. Good morning. <laughs> I have a bucket because I found a lot of Easter eggs this morning. A lot. Look. See all these? There's, there's some underneath too. It's full. Uh, I guess the Easter Bunny was at my house early this morning. So, you know, I've always wondered why a bunny is associated with Easter. 
I wish I had, well, a lot of people have opinions. Do you have opinions? I see some nodding. But I, I wish we had an expert to talk to. <gasps> oh! <laughs> oh my goodness, Rebecca! It's so good to see you. Oh, it's been a long time. But how did you get in my bucket? Oh. I guess I remember when you learned to teleport during COVID. I thought there was a time limit on that. Oh, this is your holiday. So here you are. Okay. Well, I'm so happy you're here, Rebecca. So now that an expert is here, oh, you can just put it right down there, honey. Thank you. Oh, look at all this Easter grass on me. Ah! <laughs> I feel kind of like the cookie monster or something. Uh, <laughs> so now that an expert is here, why is there an Easter bunny? Just because. Well, that's, that's not a very satisfying answer. It's a mystery. Huh, well, that's a little better, but well, I was thinking that there are no rabbits in the Bible, and no chocolate, and very few eggs. So how did bunnies get into the Christian Easter story? I thought you might know. You have a book about it. Really? OK. Do you remember anything the book says? Oh, yes. I know that rabbits are very good at making lots of babies. <laughs> rabbits are famous for their high fertility rate. Uh-huh. People were jealous and hoped that they could have lots of babies just like the rabbits. Interesting. Okay. And it is spring, and the birds start laying lots of eggs. And that makes people happy, too. Well, I see. OK. Huh. There was something about symbols of fertility in the book, and new life, and Christian Easter. But you didn't understand that part? <laughs> OK. Well, way before Jesus lived, uh, in the lands that are now England and Germany, people celebrated the spring equinox and life returning after the winter. And the goddess for this was named Istra. Wow, yeah? And her animal is the rabbit. Wow, that is so cool, isn't it? Uh-huh. So Christians think that Jesus came back to life after he was killed, and Easter symbolizes this. And of course, Easter is celebrated in the spring when the world is coming back to life. So I guess it's a little related. Seems like it, huh? Huh. OK. Wow. 
Well, Rebecca tells me that German rabbits came to this country a long, long time ago. And at Easter, they gave good children baskets of eggs and chocolates. And they gave bad children nothing. Wow. That's sad. <laughs> well, this was a long time ago, right? OK. And oh, what do you say? Oh, you would not like to do that? No. No, I agree. I like to think that there's some good in everyone. Yes, I agree. Well, thank you, Rebecca. It was so good to see you. And you are an expert on rabbits and Easter. Thank you for sharing that with us. And thanks for teleporting into my Easter basket. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, Rebecca. Say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> goodbye. There she goes. Ooh, are you okay? It's okay. All right. Uh, wasn't that a nice surprise to get a visit from Rebecca? It's been a while. Goodbye, everyone. Have a very happy <laughs> Easter. <laughs>
Blessed be. The seasons come and the seasons go. And it seems like the one thing that doesn't change is that we're always carrying so much, carrying love, carrying concern, thinking of people and places that we worry about near and far. We turn our attention to those people and places and when I sound the, chi when I sound the chimes, I invite you to speak them into our shared sanctuary. To all these, we add prayers for our community. We lift up those attending the Creating Theology Together class. May they find common purpose and meaning as members of this congregation. And we send healing prayers to Reverend Angela as she recovers from COVID. And we pray for our church administrator, Tanya Collin, and Reverend Amani Malika of the Albuquerque Center for Spiritual Living as they too recover from COVID. May all who suffer from the virus recover quickly. We send traveling mercies, mercies to Archer Constantine Montano as they begin full-time service in the army. May they be safe and successful in all that they do. And we joyously welcome Robin Leroy Atherton into the world. The child of Almay and Kelsey Atherton is thriving and Alame is recovering well. <laughs> Babies are life. All these we lift up with prayers of healing and renewal to the love that surrounds us. Can we join our hearts in prayer? On this Easter weekend, this time of transition from the grave to resurrection, we remember the things in the world needing our care. We remember all those seeking bodily autonomy and the ability to make their own decisions about their health care. We remember all those fleeing to safety. We remember those suffering in domestic violence. We remember those grieving. We remember those facing difficult diagnoses. We remember those going through life transitions that feel like great losses. We remember those struggling with addiction, whether their own or loved ones. On this Easter weekend, this time of transition from the grave to resurrection, we remember the things in the world which we celebrate. We remember new life, new loves, new hope, new possibilities. We remember the outrageous expression of life that is spring. We remember the promise of new days, of new starts that are always just one sunrise away. We remember connections and vulnerability and saying no to shame. May we nurse the most tender places in our hearts. May we see that our relationships conjure the holy. May we be the light of the world. May love prevail. 
love be with you. Suggest, may I suggest to you, may I suggest this is the best part of your life, may I suggest this time is blessed for you, this time is blessed and shining, almost blinding bright, just turn your
Please, can I have a God not fossilized, hardened, stiff, unshaken, not contained in creeds and testimonies, judgments and stone tablets, but in the wound breaking open. Please, can I have a God who asks me to worship at the altar of mystery, to lay aside certainty and curl up in the hollow of a great stone down by the river to hear the force of it rushing past. Please, can I have a God with questions rather than answers? who is not rock or fortress or father, but sachets, swerves, ripens, rages at the rape of the earth. Please, can I have a God whose voice is the sound of a girl long silent from abuse, now speaking her first word? who is not sweetness or light, but the fierce utterance of no in all the places where love has been extinguished. Please, can I have a God the color of doubt, the shape of uncertainty, who sees that within me dwells a multitude, grief and joy, envy and generosity, rage and raucousness, and anoints every last part. Please, can I have a God who rolls her eyes with me at platitudes and pronouncements and walks by my side in the early morning across the wet field together barefooted and brokenhearted who is both mud and dew. Please, can I have a God who is the vast indifference of forest and night sky, who is both eclipse and radiance, silence and scream, who is everything slow and dark and moist, who is not measured, controlled, but ecstatic, and dancing. Please, can I have a God who is not the flame, but the flickering, not bread, but the chewing and swallowing, not lover and beloved, but the making love, not the dog, but the joyful exuberance when I come home. One hundred years ago, the novelist Mary Roberts Reinhardt wrote, the one pleasure that never palls is the pleasure of not going to church. <laughs> I disagree. Pall is an old-fashioned verb. It means to diminish or to fail. The one pleasure that never fails, she's saying, is the pleasure of not going to church. 
And yet here you are on Easter and how I wish I were there with you. I am so disappointed to be stuck at home with COVID on Easter. Easter, a day when the Unitarian Universalists are at their most metaphorical. We are a Protestant denomination in the sense that we came from the lineage of churches that broke away from Catholicism in the 1500s. The tradition of Easter is our tradition. You can trace the religious ancestry of Unitarian Universalism all the way back to, well, back to the very first humans asking what the heck it means to be human if you really keep going. But certainly, certainly right through the life and death, or perhaps more accurately, the stories of the life and death of Jesus. And Easter in Protestant churches is about Jesus, about his death and about his resurrection, the defeat of death. And this is where it gets weird for UUs. I'm not aware of any UUs who believe in the literal resurrection of Jesus. But Easter is also weird in the way a lot of traditions become weird which is that as they are passed down through generations and across cultures, they pick up adaptations and variations. They become syncretistic, meaning the traditions merge together with other traditions. And we get rabbits and eggs, and we wind up with things like church signs that say, God loves his peeps. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> so we've got a story about a group of people in around the year 33 CE, almost 2,000 years ago now, who had just watched Pontius Pilate, a governor of the Roman Empire, kill the kindest, bravest, wisest leader they knew, a person who gave them hope. It was as if the worst of humanity had killed the best of humanity, like the two sides against each other of humanity. The story is about people in the year 33, but it wasn't written down until about 40 years later, and things were even worse then, if you can believe it. That's when Roman forces absolutely crushed the city and the people of Jerusalem. We've got that story on Easter. We also have the much older tradition of recognizing the beginning of spring as spiritual and as worthy of ritual and celebration in its own way. Surviving winter used to be much harder for humans. With spring came warmth, relief, fresh food. It also reminded, reminds us of the big and small cycles of death and rebirth. It reminds us that winter, be it of the earth or of the spirit, is a season. It will pass. It reminds us that life is tended, it's nurtured, through winters, in the pockets of warmth, in the nourishing reserves that we tap into. And spring reminds us that even utter destruction, even death, that irreversible change and loss is a necessary condition of life. It allows for what comes next, the rearrangement, rebirth. Through death and destruction, societies shift, the planet enters new geological ages. Or maybe you just turn over a new leaf. Your old life ends, your new one begins. I say just, but changing our lives can be big, wild. It can place us in the wilderness 
a place at the edge of life and death. Many stories, many kinds of deaths and defeats of death and transformations, Easter is about all of that and about the joy on the other side of those. It's about the all of it. That's why I chose the reading I did for today, Please Can I Have a God. I think a lot of poetry is just sacred text that isn't very old yet. Even a 2,000-year-old story was once new. And that poem, Please Can I Have a God, is about the God, if you will, of the all of it, of mystery and questions, resistance and lamentation, doubt and wholeness, pleasure, and especially of undiminished, persistent joy. How are you today? You're in the all of it. On Friday, Bob led a UU Good Friday service. That service linked the crucifixion in the Jesus story with the crucifixions that happen all around us, some right in front of our eyes, as with the devastating increase in homelessness here and in other cities, we see that every day, and some that are more hidden. But none of them are something that just happens somewhere out there. Wherever anyone's life is deemed expendable, nobody is safe. It turns communities into sites of desperation, grief, and despair, leaves us all, at best, in a weird, uncomfortable state of being on guard, overwhelmed, and brokenhearted. And at worst, it can test our faith in living. I think of some scripture by Gwendolyn Brooks, some scripture. Brooks was sitting down to breakfast at a hotel one day, and she said, good morning, brightly, to a young waiter. And the young man replied, oh, thank you, thank you. And his eyes just welled up with tears. And she was so struck by this. She wondered how much he must have been suffering that day and why that a simple, kind greeting meant so much to him. Brooks was a black woman born in the U.S. in 1917. She knew about modern crucifixions and despair. Later, she sat down and she wrote a poem called To the Young Who Want to Die. I'm going to share it with you now. In it, she uses the word gall in an unusual way. Here it means a bitterness or a poison. Here's the poem. Sit down. Inhale. Exhale. The gun will wait. The lake will wait. The tall gall in the small seductive vial will wait. Will wait. Will wait a week. Will wait through April. You do not have to die this certain day. Death will abide, will pamper your postponement. I assure you, death will wait. Death has a lot of time. Death can attend to you tomorrow or next week. Death is just down the street, is most obliging neighbor, can meet you any moment. You need not die today. Stay here through pout or pain or peskiness. Stay here. See what the news is going to be tomorrow. Graves grow no green that you can use. Remember, green's your color. You are spring. You are spring. 
I love that. The thing about spring is that everything happens all at once, right? Here in Albuquerque, we had a thunder and lightning snowstorm a couple of weeks ago. A few days later, I saw a beaver swimming and turtles sunning themselves in an acequia near the Rio Grande. Then this week, we had 60-mile-per-hour wind gusts, and it was 21 degrees outside at 6 a.m. Today, it's warm again, and we're having a party in the church courtyard at noon. You're invited. It's all happening at once. It's all happening at once. And knowing that, that, knowing that, that is the secret to persisting. That's the secret to living in the all of it. It's not turning our faces from pain. We can only change what we're willing to face. But it is also turning our faces toward joy. In the sunrise service this morning, Kristen spoke of the tombs, the caves of the spirit, and of symbolically rolling away the stone that seals us inside those and blocks the light from coming in. A tomb is no place to stay. Years after Gwendolyn Brooks wrote her poem, the poet Ross Gay wrote one of his own, inspired by hers. It's called Sorrow Is Not My Name, and they go together, especially today. So listen to this one too. Here's Ross Gay. No matter the pull toward brink, no matter the floor deep sleep awaits, there is a time for everything. Look, just this morning, a vulture nodded his red grizzled head at me, and I looked at him admiring the sickle of his beak. Then the wind kicked up, and after arranging that good suit of feathers, he up and took off, just like that. And to boot, there are on this planet alone something like two million naturally occurring sweet things, some with names so generous as to kick the steel from my knees, agave, persimmon, stickball, the purple okra I bought for two bucks at the market. Think of that. The long night, the skeleton in the mirror, the man behind me on the bus taking notes, yeah, yeah. But look, my niece is running through a field calling my name. My neighbor sings like an angel, and at the end of my block is a basketball court. I remember. My color's green. I'm spring. I love that Ross Gay starts this poem out with a vulture, an actual vulture. When the god of everything makes birds, we don't just get peeps. The Jewish holiday of Passover also happens at this time of year. The other day, I attended a Passover Seder at Congregation Albert with my partner, who's Jewish. A Seder, if you don't know, is a ritual celebrating the story of God rescuing the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. During the ritual, everyone reads from a Haggadah, which is a script of the sacred story. The version of the Haggadah we used is called Mishkan HaSeder, and it was published just a couple of years ago, and it contains both traditional words and contemporary poetry. When I opened the book the other day, on one of the first pages was that same poem by Ross Gay, which I'd already woven into today's sermon. I was so surprised and delighted by that connection. Passover is a celebration of the freedom we can experience even when life seems bleak. 
There are, on this planet alone, something like two million naturally occurring sweet things. Always is spring. And we are spring, and it's all happening all at once. These are hard days. When in so many ways, it's as though our society were imbued with a religion of death, not of life. Where death is both personal and systematic, and the defeat of it feels improbable, if not impossible. Where the body is politically contested terrain, and that is true for everyone when it is true for anyone. If our bodies are not free, we are not free. We must pray and persist for liberation, for the right to thrive. And there's joyful exuberance and love, pockets of warmth and nourishment when it gets dark in between bright days. There is the collective that holds each other and holds visions of what else is possible. There is pleasure and it is blessed for you. May that pleasure never pall. Happy Easter, beloveds. For many of us, this church is more than just a building. It's more than just a place to hang out with our peeps, some of our favorite peeps. <laughs> it is a place where we can be authentic with one another as we share our spirituality. Here we can be free to grow without the burdens of hierarchical religious authority. The offering is one way for us to support this safe spiritual space. Our Change for the Future partner, See to Need, is committed to growing fresh fruits and vegetables for donation to local food pantries. 725,000 pounds since 2008. You can donate to Need to Seed by planting your loose change in the collection box or by using the envelope on the back of the chair writing CFF, Change for the Future, on the envelope. Your generosity sustains this community and all the bodies in it. 
we will now gratefully receive the offering. to say may well be simple but they're true until you give your love there's nothing more that we can do
join us in blessing these offerings. Thank you so much for your generosity. May these offerings today help us live out our mission in the world by working with our partners in our community. Thank you so much. I hope you all will stay after the service today. We have all kinds of things going on. The string band's gonna be playing. We have an egg hunt. We have uh, an Easter bonnet parade a tea party, a bake sale, all kinds of things. So please stay after the service for all of the Easter fun. Thanks. You all might not know this, but we've been doing an informal gathering every Sunday after the 11 a.m. service. Everyone is invited to join the chat tables for facilitated dialogue and community building. We'll be skipping those today so you can attend all the fun Easter activities. But join us next week, and either way, you might appreciate having a question to consider, or maybe two. Here are two for today. How are you persisting in the all of it? How are you persisting in the all of it? Second question is, where are you finding life? Where are you finding life? And every week, parents are also warmly invited to join us for coffee and conversation at the 10 a.m. in the Memorial Hall, I guess while the children are away. And finally, those of you who knew him, um, John Ellig was a longtime member of this church, and there's going to be a celebration of his life on Saturday, April 15th at 2 p.m. here in the sanctuary. And I also wanted to let you know that your um, board and ministers invite you to participate in a survey that you will find in the order of service, a link to that in the order of service. Um, we are wondering how you all are feeling about wearing masks in the sanctuary on Sunday mornings. We know that for many of you, Sunday mornings during the service is the only time when you wear a mask in your life nowadays. We also know very well from all the folks today that COVID is alive and well. So we want to know how you're feeling about mask wearing. Please fill out the survey so we can just get the pulse of our congregation and get a sense of how people are feeling about it. We really love our newcomers here. I'm wondering if there are any newcomers who might be willing to just raise your hand so we can say hi, welcome you with applause. Welcome. Welcome, lots of folks today. We're so happy to have you here with us. We hope you'll, ha we'll ha um, you'll come back and that you'll participate in all the things after the service today. And will you all join me and rise in body or spirit for our peace greeting where we place one hand on our hearts and extend the other out towards this community saying, we see you, we connect with you heart to heart in this beautiful beloved community.
the pain, let us face the joy. Go in peace and practice radical love. Rise up.